In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of May 7th, we start off with the Cotton Report. USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service released the final production figures for the 2011 cotton crop, and we have Steve Malachewski with NAS in Washington, D.C. with those numbers. Steve, the mic is all yours. Thank you, Julie. The final 2011 production estimates of all U.S. cotton is 15.6 million bales, down 14% from the 2010 crop. Upland cotton is estimated at 14.7 million bales, down 16% from the previous crop. The U.S. yield for upland cotton is estimated at 772 pounds per acre, down 33 pounds from 2010. The upland cotton abandonment rate at 37% is a record high. Severe drought conditions throughout much of the cotton belt was the main factor contributing to decreased upland cotton production compared with the previous season. Texas, Oklahoma, and Georgia experienced extremely hot, dry weather during the growing season. North Carolina and Virginia also saw reduced yields due to Hurricane Irene making landfall in late August. Final production in Georgia totaled 2.47 million bales, up 10% from the previous season. In Alabama, production totaled 685,000 bales, an increase of 43% from 2010. And in Florida, 183,000 bales were produced, up 29% from the previous year. Objective yield data in Georgia showed bull weight to be the highest on record. However, Georgia bulls per acre were the lowest since 2002. Objective yield data in North Carolina showed bull weight to be the lowest since 2005, and Texas objective yield data showed bull weight to be the lowest since 2000. In summary, the final 2011 all-cotton production estimate for the United States is 15.6 million bales, down 14% from the 2010 crop. This is Steve Maliszewski with the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service. And with a look at the cattle market, Randall Wiseman had this. We all know the cattle numbers are at historic lows while prices are high. And Dwayne Lands, market analyst with Cattle Facts, said this scenario will continue for a while. We've not entered an expansion phase yet. We'll probably start leveling off this herd, but that means that it's going to be a two, three, four-year process before we get more cattle, more beef production in the system, which should be friendly prices. And when the expansion does start, he feels it will be limited at first. We've lost so many producers. Producers are getting older. It's hard to find the younger folks come in and want to calve these heifers. That's probably going to be a limiting factor of building numbers in a hurry. And thus, Len said they feel 2012 is going to be a record year. Prices for calves averaging a buck seventy, maybe a buck seventy-five. That said, the prices that we've had here last month for feeder cattle calves and really the Fed market might be the highs for the year. So we don't think they go sharply lower, but we think the highs are in and prices could drift lower now in the summer. But he also said the higher prices packers have been paying, which are hurting profits, will have to give some time as most are large corporations who have to answer to shareholders. And we will wrap up for this week with some thoughts on the farm bill with Everett Greiner. You don't read stuff like this in your local newspaper very often. It's about the 2012 farm bill. Congress passes a new farm bill every five years, but it usually takes more than five years. Historically, it'll be mid-2013 before the new bill reaches the president's desk. I've seen several news items recently from at least four states where farmers are asking Congress to finish the 2012 farm bill this year. Modern agriculture is much more demanding on farmers. Planning takes longer. Decisions have to be carefully considered and thoroughly thought out if a farmer is to stay productive. Farm legislation is not that difficult for Congress to deal with. From start to finish, a farm bill usually starts two years ahead of time. Why must it take an extra year? 
I guess that shows you just where farming is on the priority list. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.